Welcome to this abbreviated worship service provided by St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais and Kankakee. That opening song was the hymn, Christ Has Arisen, Alleluia, a wonderful Easter hymn that brings back the joy of the Easter message of Jesus' resurrection. That hymn was performed by our organist, Nadine Engel. I'm Pastor Mike Hanel, and I'll be leading today's service. In our service today for the third Sunday of Easter, you will hear three readings from the Bible, a sermon, the Lord's Prayer, and receive a benediction. We thank you for listening, and we pray that you are blessed by the Lord's words this day. Our readings for this, the third Sunday in Easter, First lesson is from Acts chapter 2, verse 14 and 36 through 41. Here Peter has the chance to proclaim the good news that Jesus is the Christ risen from the dead. And we get to hear the people's response to this good news as well. What is it that we should do? And Peter tells them that this good news is for them, that they should repent and be baptized, and they too receive the blessings of Jesus' resurrection. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is the word of our Lord. Our second lesson, again, we hear Peter's voice, this time from that epistle that he wrote, chapter 1, verses 17 through 25. Here again, Peter connects the promise of the resurrection with the benefit for us who are in Christ. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but rather with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God, 
For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In this reading, again, we have the resurrected Jesus appearing to some of his disciples, this time not to the group of the twelve, but to some of the extended group of disciples, people who followed Jesus and placed their faith and their hope in him. In this particular encounter, again, we have people who think that all was lost, that their faith was in vain. But through Jesus' appearance to them, through his conversations with them, and finally, through the meal that he shares with them, they understand that this is Jesus, their resurrected Lord and Savior, and all has gone just according to God's plan. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who is going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. 
There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The sermon today is titled, Seeing God's Way and is based on the gospel reading that we heard just a little bit ago. Please pray with me now. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. If you're anything like me, the past five weeks have been a humbling experience. If you still are working at your job, you've no doubt had to completely reinvent your normal workday. If you're a kid, you've lost all structure and social connections to your friends, and somehow you still have to find a way to keep learning. If you had a big event planned in your life, say a wedding, a birthday, graduation, or even a vacation, you've no doubt shed more than a few tears about how your plans have become undone. Despite your best intentions, despite your hopes and dreams, this time of COVID-19 has ruined your plans and canceled your calendars. And the worst of it is we still don't know when it's supposed to be better. We don't know when we can go back to normal. There are even some experts who tell us that we should even forget the idea of normal. Because whatever normal is after this, it won't look anything like life was before. Now, if you're like me, trying to wrap your mind around all that is depressing. It's disheartening. It's more than a little sad. And while that may seem like the completely wrong thing to talk about in a sermon, I think there's a good reason to start with those feelings. Because if you can understand what it feels like to feel lost, dejected, disappointed, frustrated, and sad, I think you'll understand what those two disciples in our gospel reading, those two disciples walking home from from Jerusalem to their village in Emmaus were feeling like. These two men are described as disciples of Jesus. And while they may not have been part of the famous 12 disciples, the fact that Luke calls them disciples reminds us that Jesus' ministry was widespread and lasted for a couple of years. During that time, Jesus attracted more than a few followers. And these particular disciples lived about seven miles from Jerusalem in that village called Emmaus. And so when they heard that Jesus was going to be coming to Jerusalem for the Passover, No doubt they thought it was their lucky day. They could not only celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem with thousands of others of their fellow Jews, but they could once more see Jesus. 
and listen to him. Perhaps they even heard the stories about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead or about how Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey with his disciples waving palm branches before him and hailing him as king. And so they too hastened to Jerusalem, hoping that this was now going to be that time when Jesus would fulfill their hopes that now he would redeem Israel and free God's people in a mighty and powerful way. These disciples were excited. They were excited to come to Jerusalem. They were excited to follow Jesus. But what they saw in Jerusalem, that was not at all what they hoped or expected. Instead of a mighty show of Jesus' power, they saw his mighty defeat. This Jesus, in whom they placed their hopes, was stripped naked, whipped, mocked, and nailed to a cross to die. And die he did. And with him, so also a part of these disciples also died. Their hopes and dreams died because they saw Jesus' death and his cross as defeat. And so they left Jerusalem in a state of grief. They were lost. They were hopeless. They could not see where God was going any longer. Do you feel the same way? Do you wonder why God is letting people's lives and plans become less permanent than a drawing made on an etch-a-sketch? In all of this, it's easy to focus on the negative, isn't it? It's easy to be filled with grief and disappointment. It's easy to think about all of the financial problems, the social problems, the political problems, the emotional problems. This crisis, it's too much. And while I certainly don't want to dismiss how you have been affected, I also want to gently warn you that if those are the only thoughts that fill your hearts, you just might be missing out on truly seeing where God is at work right now. Those two disciples walking home from Jerusalem, were upset. Their disappointment was real. But because they were so focused on their disappointment with God, they missed out on the fact that their risen Savior was walking and talking with them. They couldn't even see Jesus, although he was right there before their own eyes. And while those disciples were dumbfounded that this stranger walking with them couldn't understand why they were so sad and upset, it was Jesus who taught them that their ideas about God's plans were the real problem. It was their mistaken beliefs about God that was the source of their grief and pain. 
If they only listened to what Scripture said, then they would have realized that Jesus' suffering and death was part of God's plan, had always been part of God's plan for the redemption of Israel and the salvation of the world. These disciples thought God had lost his way, but this stranger was assuring them that God never gets lost. God never loses his way. Jesus' suffering and death was God's way. It was the only way to save you and me. What these disciples thought was a setback, was actually the fulfillment of the whole of the scriptures. And so for you too, if you feel lost, or even feel like maybe God has lost his way, then Maybe now is a good time to listen to the same word of God that Jesus shared with those disciples along the road. If you listen to his word, then you would start to understand that God promises to guide your ways always. Even through the valley of the shadow of death, your good shepherd leads the way. Being a Christian does not stop you from having ups and downs in life. But being a Christian should help you to reorient yourself through those ups and downs. Because if God can use all things for the good of his people, then even though you have ups and downs in life, you can know that there aren't really such things as setbacks. From God's perspective, the really good days in this life are not those days when you're filled with emotional highs. Instead, they are those days when God builds your trust in Him, even in the midst of sin and tragedy. For when you are weak, then you are strong. And the really bad days... Those aren't days when God somehow has lost his way, but rather they're times when God strengthens you. For his power is made perfect in weakness. Sometimes hearing God's word helps you to zoom out, to see that big picture so so that you can understand from his perspective that even in this life, Those negatives that you experience, those are just sidetracks on a much bigger journey. A journey that ultimately leads you to the arms of Jesus so that you can dwell in the house of your heavenly Father forever. See, when Jesus finally opened the eyes of those two disciples to God's ways, when they finally saw that Jesus was the one who was with them, was the one who would always be with them, then things finally clicked. They realized what God had been doing in Jesus. They realized that everything that happened, it happened just as God said it would. They realized that God was in control. 
that Jesus' suffering and death were all part of God's plan. And in that moment, then their hearts were forever changed. They ran from their table, and they ran to Jerusalem, running some seven miles, filled with the joy of Jesus, filled with the joy of knowing that God was still at work. And although it might be wishful thinking on my part, I pray that that is how God would use my words today. Because God is still at work in you and in me. God's way for the future for those two disciples is the same as his way for your life. God didn't ruin your Easter. Instead, he put his Easter right in the middle of your time of distress so that he could open up your hearts and your eyes to the fact that his plan is still being accomplished. His will is still being done. God put his Easter in the middle of this pandemic so that he could fill your hearts with joy to tell others that Jesus is alive and that he is present with us today. So that through your words, others might hear and their ears and their eyes might be opened so that they too would believe all that the scriptures have written are fulfilled in Jesus, our Savior, and that by believing they would have life in him. That, after all, is God's way. Jesus himself proclaimed as much when he told his disciples that he is the way, the truth, and the life. On Easter morning, Jesus proved that those words were true, and God's way to redeem all people was by his own death and resurrection. But by Easter evening... Jesus also proved that God's way is to use you and me to joyfully spread that good news. You're not lost. You're not alone. God has shown you his way. And so that means that even if you can't make plans for tomorrow or next month, you're not lost. You can know where you're going even while you're still on the way. So keep following Jesus. May he open your eyes to see things God's way. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is your Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Together we pray the Lord's Prayer as Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now receive the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you again for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. During this time of sheltering in place, you can continue to hear us here on WKAN Radio, but you can also hear our online worship services on our website. Just go to stpaulslutheran.net and click Worship on the menu. God's blessings to you this day.